feel like hipsters aren't even a thing anymore. I think... Or or maybe we have aged out of them. Like, hipsters are a thing you can be when you're, let's say, 17 to 24. I would say that I know a lot of people who I would consider hipsters, but they all are very normal people. Like, it's like normal core. Normal core? <laughs> I don't like, even understand that sentence. Like, I wear cargo shorts and Hawaiian t-shirts, maybe ironically, question mark? Yeah. Or, look at this sweater vest I bought. It sure is a sweater vest. Yeah, but... Irony! What's the difference between a dude ironically wearing a sweater vest and a guy wearing a sweater vest? Whether or not they listen to indie music. Okay. Or, I think the hipster thing now is, like, country music... But like good country music, yeah. Like Jason Isbell, yeah. Everybody, everybody Tyler Childers, 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 yeah, yeah. He's very, uh, very popular. American Aquarium. Okay. Did I did I just drop a band that you don't know? I think you did. Um, that also sounds like a place that I had a buffet at once, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, we might get to that later, and a bunch of this is going to be cut out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Content with Content. I am Brent. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, Sorgan Freeman. <laughs> and with me, as always, is Oliver. Like, like, like books. Nice. Good. I thought we might have to end the podcast. After <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. God damn it, I quit! Yeah, and I guess uh, this is a podcast where we talk about different content creators and what we like or don't like about them. And as you will know by the that intro, we have pod or we have episodes out, and I have listened to all three of them. <laughs> and there are things I don't like about them, but I like most of what we're doing here. And I think we're getting better, which is important. So by episode 50, in which we've said we are going to do a room watch-along, yeah, we might even be entertaining to listen to. Hopefully. I feel like we're fairly entertaining to listen to. I just don't know why anybody would want to yet. Interesting. Mm. A reason to listen to us. We're very pretty. Yes. Just You'll have to take our word for it. Well, they can see on social media, and we have very, very pretty dogs. Oh, who are we prettiest. talking about today? Today we are. It's kind of a, a dual episode. We're talking about Get in the Robot, which is no longer, and they have recently ish restarted their channel as Beyond the Bot. Yes, anime tubers. Yeah, and this is your pick. And shocking, I know. Yeah, surprising. <laughs> I had no idea that the anime one would be you. <laughs> Why? Why'd you pick them? How'd you find out about them? What do you like about them? Um, I think they came up as a recommended channel at some point, either with the. There's a wisecrack video I've seen probably a dozen times. The philosophy of Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop is far and away my favorite show of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mother's basement. When I really got into that channel, which we have talked about on this podcast before, uh, 
just it came up as recommended and I'm I'll be honest I'm I'm pretty skeptical when it comes to uh, anime tubers uh, I can't stand most of them I'm pretty skeptical with recommendations like fuck you algorithm you know me <laughs> and yeah. then I watch the video and I'm like okay you probably know me <laughs> not only do they know you they've been listening this whole time yeah. <laughs> hi google overlords it's nice to talk to you talk at you yes um so as as again someone who is not inundated with anime was this a little bit more palatable than my mother's basement i'm yes and no um <laughs> yes and no it was the shorter videos i believe on average yeah from yeah, 10ish minutes people. to yeah. and yes because some of the stuff they talked about was really easily one of the first videos I watched was why gay people are, or is either why gay people like Pokemon or why mm -hmm. uh, drag queens like Pokemon. Sure. Yeah. 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 And that was really easy to get into and understand. And it was in the similar vein of, Hey, I like smart people talking about stuff in a smart way. Like we've talked about at nauseum on this podcast, <laughs> I was I was right in the pocket pretty much immediately with that video, and there was and yeah. no because there was a few videos I watched that were this is what's coming up or this is you should get up on this anime. Oh sure, sure, and Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, yeah, it was Jujutsu Kaisen. I can't. It felt like. I, how I assume you felt when we did the secret base people where you understood that they were using words, but you had no context for the words that they were using. I suppose. Yeah. And to be honest, I didn't do a whole lot of homework. I probably have done the least. <laughs> I maybe watched an hour and a half or two hours of sure. Sure. Um, and it was a mixed bag of, some of the stuff I really, really, really liked, and other stuff I had again no idea what they were talking about. Although I, I like, I understood they were talking about anime, but I didn't understand right. the context or why it was important. And maybe this isn't their demo that they're going for, but as a person who is, I know a fair amount about anime for not being into anime. Yeah. I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about in those videos. <laughs> so, and they did a poor job. I feel like of as a, we talked about it in the Peebs episode of mm -hmm. as a new viewer, he didn't do a very good job. They didn't do a very good job of holding my hand through this and explaining sure. why I should care about this. Oh, sure, sure. So I think maybe a place to start with current anime is like a. Anime these days is more of a... There's not, like, huge shows that everyone is watching. Yeah, once upon a time, it was Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! Right, right. And, there, yeah, there's just a few shows that are, you know, through, through the culture. Um, now it's a seasonal release schedule type thing. Yeah, So I watched a video about YouTube Jail... Oh, sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Why some of the best anime is locked up in YouTube jail or Netflix jail. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, 
but I watched it on YouTube. Right. Right. <laughs> Weird. I watched all of these on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. Um, yeah. So that's, I think, not knowing that that's how anime is presented to the public now. And most of most anime tubers, anitubers, I don't know if is, I think anitubers is, is a, a proper nomenclature. I don't know for sure. Okay. Um, I know a huge part about what they cover because of algorithm stuff is what's new this season because that's going to get the clicks that's going to be what other anime fans are looking for okay so and and is the sorry to interrupt no you're good is this a staggered thing or is it every 3 months a bunch of shit comes out or exactly okay so it's it isn't like video games where every week there's going to be a new hotness that's going to come out. It's going to be quarterly or something akin to that. Right. And it's honestly, it's kind of neat because it's, it's the same. It's like how people used to watch TV and okay. it's spring, summer, fall, winter mm-hmm. release schedules. And then it's weekly. So, uh, on the recommendation of beyond the bot, uh, I've started watching a show called Jujutsu Kaisen, and it's awesome. It's so cool. Um, what about and, the recommendation made you want to watch it? Uh, how hype they were for the opening and closing songs. Okay. Yeah, so I'm kind of a sucker for a good... Uh, specifically, the closing song is... a. A to- okay, th- so they're to both total bops, but like the closing song has really great, uh, really great animation with the, like super cool style, and it's so like I've seen a meme, and I have also seen a meme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, brick wall train of thought. Yeah. Um, but I've seen a meme where it's like anime intro, and it's like it's a. A flowery, fun, like, I don't know. It's anime. It's non-specific anime intro. Yeah, so non-specific anime intro, happy cat. Anime outro, sad cat. That Uh was the meme. Oh, so all the non-specific song is happy and the... Or the beginning yeah, song get hype be, in the beginning and then be sad at the end. Yeah, sad slash meditative. Okay. Um, and yeah, there's just been a couple of really great shows lately that have had specifically really wonderful outros. And so this, and they, so that was the, my main reason for wanting to listen to or watch this show. Mm-hmm. But then they did a really good job of hyping up the tropes that i'm interested in okay while also reassuring me that these tropes that i'm interested in aren't aren't overdone they're they do they they take care of the tropes tactfully okay can you can you unpack that a little bit yes absolutely so jujutsu kaisen comes from a magazine called shonen jump okay shonen jump Shonen is a genre of anime. We learned about this in the My Mother's Basement episode. Yes, yes. So, this show is the new hotness, seems like. Um, and shonen tropes are many. 
battle anime, fast-paced, um, way too many episodes, i.e. Dragon Ball Z is With, a... Uh, episodes of people screaming for no reason. Right. Well, they had a reason, but... They have, since Dragon Ball Z, um, tightened up their game quite a bit, but, like, have you heard of Naruto? I have. That's the Naruto run is yeah. the arms behind you run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's another incredibly famous shonen action anime. Um, and that's not Yu-Gi-Oh. Correct. Yu-Gi-Oh is also shonen. They're all the same genre. Yes. So in this Beyond the Bot episode, they're like, this might be anime of the year. I'm not, they weren't 100% sure. Um, they did title their video that because... Click clicks. Me. Yeah. 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 And, an, okay, Some sidebar, something I really respect is how they absolutely understand that what they're doing is clickbait, and they, they're, like, self-referential about it. They're self-referential about it. Yeah, but, I mean, that's... <laughs> That's kind of cheating, but it isn't, but it is, but it isn't. In the way right. of they are in a medium where they need to make things that are clickbait because they want to get as much traffic to get as much ad revenue to be able to do the things, but they are self-referential about it, so they get a pass for doing the thing they need to do. It's kind of like Sharknado. I don't... I understand that that is a thing but I don't know what that is. It's a bad movie, wink, yeah. wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Like, the director it's a, is clearly, like, is clearly okay with it being a bad movie or knows that it's kind of schlock. On the other end of the spectrum, they're both bad movies, but The Room is... Unintentionally bad. Unintentionally bad, where Sharknado is intentionally bad. Right, right. Now, The Room is bad enough where I would argue it's much more entertaining than Sharknado, but that degree of intentionality lets me be in on the joke. And with with Beyond the Bot, uh, I get to be in on the joke. Okay. I assume that's an enjoyable experience. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it, it, it makes... For me as the viewer, it lets me know that they respect my time. Okay. Because I think, I think that with clickbaitier type titles, it's important to distinguish between this whole thing is clickbait versus I'm doing this so I can reach the most amount of people, but I actually have something to say. Okay. How, how, wait, can you say that again? I don't know if I followed that. So like with a terrible advertisement uh, top 10 list like number 10 will shock you and then you have to click through 8,000 ads to get to number 3 mm-hmm. that is bad clickbait good clickbait says this right off the bat will be like this title is dramatic but it's just to capture your attention so we can discuss ideas surrounding it and relating to it. Okay, so you're saying that good clickbait is something that is thoughtful, bad clickbait is ad revenue generating? I don't have anything against ad revenue generating, but I do have I have a problem with more ads than content. Uh, yes, um... So a weird example of this is on Twitter, There, there's a couple different sites that do 
that end up in my feed that isn't stuff I've subscribed to, I'm sure the dog is going to be gigantically loud in this episode from my microphone. Um, but there's ones where it'll, it's just a list you can scroll down, and it, it'll show you a bunch of different pictures, and that's really what I'm looking for anyway. Mm-hmm. And there's one where it's after every picture you have to hit next page. And I don't like those ones because it's annoying and it feels like it's not worth my time. That is almost exactly what I'm thinking of when I think of, like, terrible clickbait. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I think that... So, if all of the people who made shitty videos would just stop, then these people could be better people. I see. (laughs) Yeah, I could be more honest, even though it's pretty honest already. Yes. So... Did you watch any of the anime that you can't watch in public videos? I watched the one about, um, specifically about Food Wars, where it's the guy talking to his mom, but not talking to his mom. Yeah, Kurt Ritchie. Yeah. I watched that one, and off the strength of that, I watched three episodes of Food Wars, and I liked it. Food Wars is so good! Shokugeki no Soma! It's very thirsty. It's <laughs> yes, it's, yes, it is. It, and I don't know how I feel about that. I'm, I don't know how I feel about that because it's <laughs> literally every shot of a woman is objectifying her. But I kind of like that. It is ah uh, ah uh, the innocence. Um, speaking of anime tropes. Yes. Uh, there is a genre called ecchi. Ecchi. Uh, food wars, I think, would classify. Um, I thought he said in the video that it was a sh- maybe it was a shonen ecchi or ecchi shonen. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and essentially, ecchi just means thirsty af. Okay. Yeah. 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 And it's. I mean. <laughs> I appreciated that in the first episode, not only did the food critic lady get super naked, but also the dudes got super naked. Yeah. So it was a little bit balanced, but I have noticed that they're more willing to, they don't thirstify the protagonist of the show. Right. In the same way that they do with the the lady, I can't remember her name. Yeah, they do explore both sides. They in the protagonist almost never. Yes, but um, yeah, foodgasms are a real thing in that show. Very much so, and, and it makes it so entertaining. It does. I feel weird about the squid thing, but <laughs> we're, we're kind of getting off into a weird area where it feels like that's <laughs> the way of them in. In the universe of the show and how I read it was, this is this guy sexually assaulting people. Uh, no, no. But but yeah, uh, it, it. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bite on that one. Based on the first three episodes, it's only he gets really weird about it, and then people are like, "Hey, don't do that," and then he does it anyway, and then they say, "Hey, I feel violated." So explain to me how, at least from where I'm sitting, that isn't sexual assault. Because it's not sexual. It's feeding someone bad food and... Forcefully feeding somebody bad food that in a show where they have food orgasms... No, it's not food or... It's just a way to create... It's a way for the show to make interesting something tasting good or bad. 
Okay. It's like a parable. You're not going to convince me otherwise, but we. <laughs> but yes, I watched that one, and then I think I saw another one, but I didn't. I liked the newer channel better than the older channel. Yeah, I I've been on the same boat, and it's exciting that we get to talk about it. Um, as they seem like they're coming up, hopefully quickly. Yes. Um, and I have a question about. Do you know about the drama between why they don't have a channel anymore? Not a ton. Um. I tried to look into it, and it sounds like it wasn't exactly, uh, like it was a bummer for everyone involved. Okay. But it sounds like they just lost corporate funding, and I don't know what corporate, I don't know what their parent channel, company, whatever was. Yeah, and I feel like this is a story that we specifically have talked about three or four times on the show already, not in this specific context, but in the same way of... They had somebody who was willing to put up money, and then those people pulled out, and now they're doing it on their own and hopefully able to grow their audience. Right. Way. But but specifically what I liked about the newer channel was that they showed people's faces. All oh, of the sure. other ones were anime, and I get that that's their gimmick, and maybe that's good oh, yeah. for those people. Uh-huh. I didn't feel as connected to them. Sure, sure. And I like that there is a mix of showing people's faces and then their little little cartoon cutouts and all that sort of yeah. thing. Um yeah, and I, because I did like the gimmick, but I do acknowledge like man, I watch as someone who does a fair amount of video work. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, some of this stuff is so like time consuming. Yeah. And like the production value is incredible. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's better just to see someone talk about stuff. Yeah, it's it, if you, Oh, I say yes so much. Um, <laughs> and then I said, um, the, is it worth it kind of thing is my main takeaway from that is, yeah. and it is to some people and it isn't to other people. And I get that that's part of their channel. I've also feel like I've seen other channels do a similar thing where I, the having an anime person explain something on the video as opposed to having the per- an actual person there. I'm sure I've seen that somewhere else. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not the same channel, but I have no idea what the channel was that I've sure. seen that on. Sure. Um, and to answer your original question of, I didn't watch, I saw the, ten, the, the top 10 lists, but I only watched the one about Food Wars. I don't know. Yeah. So my favorite series between both of them is a series called Good Anime You Can't Watch in Public. Yeah. And there's the guy who does the anime you can't watch in public is Kurt. the same guy who did the Food Wars video. Yes. And then there's the other guy who did. Yeah. Why certain anime is for black people. Yeah. Yeah. I really super duper liked those two videos I watched to his. Yeah. He does a really great job unpacking. Where it was the the one about an, or animes for black people, and then he did another one about um, fashion, which is like the straight the, a video that I wouldn't think that I would really like, but I really have enjoyed people breaking down fashion influences as result as it relates to mm. the rise of something in a in in culture. Sure, sure. Oh. Another one that he does that I I didn't really expect to like that much, um, but kind of watched it offhandedly just for like homework purposes, mm-hmm. is where do the nosebleeds in anime come from? 
There's nosebleeds in anime. Yeah, it's um, it's the I have a boner metaphor. What? 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 Hey. If 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 uh, a male character sees a pretty female character, he gets a nosebleed. He gets a nosebleed, and sometimes they can be like silly little like just some drops of blood coming down, and sometimes they'll like rocket across the room because of the strength of the blood shooting out of their nose. And that is. An anime inside joke that's an outside joke also for these people have boners. Essentially, yeah, exactly. It, did it's, you know about, did he tell you this or did you figure this oh, out? Oh, no, I know. It's, it's, I, I am a big enough anime fan to have known this for quite some time. It's in everything. Okay, because I'm feeling like a super noob right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of one of those things like... If you watch enough anime, you're going to kind of be numb to fan service and nosebleeds. And when their heads get huge and they start yelling at people, uh, just like tropes. Yeah. But he unpacked where the nosebleeds came from. And there's a bunch of different... His explanation was there's a bunch of different places where these this could have happened. One of them was pro wrestling in the 60s, 70s. Uh, maybe. When they would, like, cut themselves? That was... Oh, I literally just watched a video about the history of that practice in professional wrestling yesterday or this morning. Yeah. Um. But yeah, 60s, 70s. It, yeah. And somehow that could have contributed to it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a really weird thing. Um. To t- sorry, to t- we're going to go on a little digression. Yeah, but the, that's what we do. <laughs> the weird cultural exchange between Japan and America is interesting in certain ways where baseball is, it, it, I mean, it's a little bit in the Caribbean and Latin America, I want to say, but don't be mad at me if I'm wrong about the specific location of that. But it's it's America kind of in Canada, but that doesn't really count. The Caribbean and then Japan and then professional wrestling is really big in Japan, America, and a little bit in Mexico and uh, there is European. But that mm-hmm. that clearly got started considerably further after the original stuff. It, it, yeah, I, it, that's weird to me. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I wanted to make a better point there than I did. <laughs> But there are two things. I don't know. I give, I give up. <laughs> we can't. We can't win them all. Yeah. Uh, too much coffee. Not enough coffee. <laughs> Not enough air duster. <laughs> Decent. <laughs> don't worry. I've got some Easy Whip downstairs. Okay. But yeah. Um. So no, you were telling me about nosebleeds, and somebody had a video about it. Yeah, yeah, the the same guy that did the uh, uh, the fashion video. Oh, um, so I I just think that's neat. Honestly, I I like. So what really draws me to get in the robot versus other anatubers is the fact that it's not just reviews. Okay, it explores ideas in and around anime. And it feels more like a personal connection with the art form. It feels more like... Like, there's the one that's... Uh, why... Oh, what is it? Why certain anime from 
or what it was like growing up, I want to say in Mexico with anime, and it was a different experience than what I got here. Yeah. Um, because you were most likely had access to different anime and different localizations and yeah yeah and it just i i I appreciate that that's it doesn't seem like content like like my mother's basement's content which i think is a really great way of exploring and unpacking ideas inside of anime Mm -hmm. this seems like exploring relations to anime it feels a little bit more like buddies or friends getting together and discussing what they like about anime Mm -hmm. versus my mother's basement and it's a little different because it it, it's just that one guy or it felt like it was just that one guy whereas this has different presenters and you get you get a more rounded experience of what they like about anime and what the, what their thoughts are on it. Right. Um, and to bring it back to pro wrestling, there's pro wrestling is weird because in England it got really big when it got really really big here in the late '90s and early 2000s, mm-hmm. and for some reason. There's several different, there's three major, I would say, companies that employ multiple people in England who have channels on YouTube that specifically talk about professional wrestling. And they Mm -hmm. all do the same thing, but they all do it in a different way. Sure. And they have found ways to monetize their content and, and provide their personalities in different ways to each other. Yeah. And it's interesting in that way to see the difference between them and i could go on a lot more about i like these people more than these people but but yeah it's you're really selling the personality more than you're selling the because i mean i feel like we've talked about that a lot of different times and this is youtube it allows you to sell your personality right in a different way or podcasts Uh, oh Oh, sorry to interrupt, but I learned a new term that absolutely applies to this. Parasocial relationships. Parasocial relationships. And that means it's a one-sided relationship where we, like, I mean, we essentially have this podcast because we feel like we have relationships with these YouTubers and we are in community with them. Mm -hmm. But really, we're in community with a bunch of people who all feel like they have a relationship with this person or these people. Yes, and that's, that's the... Kurt Vonnegut has a word for it in his books, and I forget what it is, but it's that it's essentially it's a feeling of community. And he explains that people from a similar place, like people from Minnesota, will feel that, although that's FOMO, FOMO, FOMO is fear of missing out. Yeah, but it's I feel like it's a word like that. Sure. No, it's specifically in Cat's Cradle. Okay. Um, But being from Minnesota is if you go to a different place and you meet somebody from Minnesota, you will feel like you have a connection, but he says that that's not a real connection and there's actual it's, it is that though, when you become a part of an online community, because you get the in jokes and you, you have a, a, essentially what they are is they're developing their own language. Right. Well, it's interesting too. Um, I actually, I learned parasocial relationship from, Kurt Ritchie's 
personal channel. Kurichi is the guy that does the anime you can't watch in public okay. or explaining anime to my mom. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is like Spoonie where every time it comes up, I'm like, I'm supposed to know this, but I He's, don't. He is, I think, my favorite personality on on uh, Beyond the Bot. Okay. I, I just, every video that he puts out, I think is hilarious and he's just endearing. Uh, so I learned this from his, his personal channel, which is crazy and we can talk about it someday. Um, but... What I like about it is that parasocial relations, the term came a long time ago in talking about forming relationships with people on television. Oh. Yeah. It's it's a very old term. But then you bring it into today, into the YouTube space, and it's almost perfectly accurate, but not quite because there is some return you get some return on your emotional investment into this person into this character mm-hmm. and there are ways that you can actually affect. interact yeah yeah um that's interesting because i know that i feel like the word meme it's either meme or yeah it has to be that because it can't be going viral but that was a term that was established in the 1960s i don't mm-hmm. it, you're right essentially the same thing but i don't know it as well as you know parasocial relationships oh this is a brand new concept that i just i well yeah, yeah but you actually have information where you're saying hey it was invented here and there but but in that same way of of you you literally have the tab open for the wikipedia <laughs> Parasocial interaction, PSI, pounds per square inch. Yeah. Um, but no, that is, yeah, that's, I, and I get that. And I, th- it's weird because I've had my parasocial relationship with, there was a person, a personality on a channel who was new and I did the thing that I'm not, I know I'm not supposed to do where I was like, this person is new. I dislike this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the nature of stuff coming up, it's a person on a podcast. <laughs> it came up and I just didn't skip it where I was like, I hate this person, but I'm going to listen because I don't <laughs> want to pull my phone out. But I was to, to go off on a quick digression. My friend from when I was in the Navy, Josh, who we used to have a podcast together a hundred years ago who was wow. the titular Josh from Josh in the Navy said, I like music that I know. And that has been a, mm. a thing that has stuck with me since he said it, where I like people that I know and I like personalities that I know. And, and really what I needed yeah. to do was I needed to get to know this person. So I could have the opportunity to like them. And now I actually do enjoy that. Yeah. They're on this thing. Yeah. Um, and we actually might talk about them next time, but we're skipping ahead a little bit. Yeah. Oh, so I don't know if you had time to listen to it, but their podcast. I didn't. I had time to listen to it, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so their podcast, probably you would have hated. So Okay. It, it felt to me more review-y. It felt to me more like the crew getting together and talking about a movie mm-hmm. um, because they would do one movie. And I didn't want to listen to ones of movies that I hadn't seen. So that only left me like two or three of them. You need to you need to give up on the 
fear of spoiler culture. I'm telling you, everybody, listen to pot, listen to episodic podcasts backwards. It's an amazing experience. Unless they're story podcasts, in which case it's less amazing. Yeah, but <laughs> oh, to to see jokes get deconstructed is an mm. amazing feeling. Mm. True enough. True enough. I do appreciate that aspect of it. But when it comes to anime movies that are in my watch list, I try not to okay. l- unpack. Because for me, I like to unpack movies. I like to unpack TV shows. Yeah, I get that. And um, I'm and if I'm not one of those people, like if I get a spoiler, I get all like spoiler. Bah! Yeah. But I, if I can help it, well, I, like I'm not gonna go. I might listen to a five minute review, but I will not listen to an hour long podcast. That makes sense. And yeah. I. I've gotten burned a lot of times with content that I've liked. Um, I'm specifically like most of the bands I liked in high school when I turned 20 mm-hmm. started putting out CDs that I'd no longer like. <laughs> <laughs> and another very, very, very notable example is The World's End, which is the third in the Cornetto trilogy of Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and Edgar Wright. Mm. I was very hyped to see that movie. And oh, sure. It, and I fucking hated it. I also did not like that movie very much. Yeah. And, and that, that, that came on the heels of what, Hot Fuzz? Yes, which for my money is their best. Shaun of the Dead is a close second. Yep. And that is a very, very, very far behind third. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm I you the, the guy that you said is your favorite is not my favorite guy. I like the guy who did the fashion video and sure. uh, why black people like anime. That makes sense to me for your what you look for in videos, because I do feel like he does the most philosophical sort of like deep thinking about stuff yes as it relates to anime um he won me over pretty much immediately mm -hmm. i don't know like oh he's there and that's the thing like uh the the gal with the pink hair she's she's wonderful they're all such wonderful presenters mm -hmm. um the so i've watched everything on the beyond the bot channel that has been released so far and i can't wait to see what they do next i think i've watched most they they're a little bit slow on their their videos feel like they are a treat when they come out yeah people who do content that's every day every day every day every day right 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 right. Um, and i could find myself getting frustrated i actually should subscribe to it because when that guy the guy i don't know his name releases new videos i probably will want to watch them um but yeah it feels like more of a treat where I, I feel like their release schedule is once per month or it was about once per month as I saw. And it also kind of, it messed me up a little bit where um, you said that this is their old channel and the newest video was four months old. And I, I thought you may have been mis- like mistakenly sent me the wrong <laughs> YouTube channel. Oh, sure. Sure. Cause the, yeah, the get in the robot one ended. Yeah. Yeah. Four or five months ago or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Well, and the thing was with the Get in the Robot, I had just subscribed probably less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these this is an awesome YouTube channel. Pretty deep backlog. They're talking about stuff I really enjoy when it comes to anime YouTube. And then less than a month after I had really gotten into their channel, they're like, yeah, we're not going to be a channel anymore. And I was just like, no! Why? Yeah, but maybe we get to do an update video on... 
you know, a drama by behind it. I mean, it doesn't sound like there is a whole bunch of drama behind why they, yeah, I mean, they were bummed. I, yeah. it didn't, they were clearly not happy about, about that. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, but I'm sure it was most of their jobs and I'm sure they all, I like, well, I know. And Kurt, also you, you got to essentially walk with them across the line, across the street to their new place of employment. Right. Well, I'm just jumping onto their YouTube right now because as of this November 15th, they've got 37,000, 37 and a half thousand subscribers, which is, I mean, obviously that's a crap load of people. Yeah. But their old channel had 250,000, I think maybe more. Okay. And I mean, that's the natural thing. And, and with what we talked about last week, when the whole thing was 700,000, excuse me. 700 and they have 32 okay yeah, yeah. But, so it's a build yeah and that and that a lot of that might be similar to what happened when crack shut down where i don't i didn't it wasn't a seamless transition as it was for you with getting the beyond the bot and getting the robot yeah where it took me a while to figure out that these people were doing other stuff in other places and i assume there's a percentage of their audience because they didn't have a video that said, hey, we have to shut down this channel, um, but mm-hmm. we're going to be doing something over here. <laughs> right, right. Well, and that's, I, I actually, I was surprised that I found Beyond the Bot when I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think, well, we were joking about the algorithm earlier in the episode. Yes. But that's why I know about this. Yeah. I, I was fortunate enough because I've seen so many of the Get in the Robot videos. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube was like, these are the same people, I guess. And I was like, oh, they're back because good anime you can't watch in public, Return of the Cringe or whatever the heck the video was called. Um, I'm like, wait, I haven't seen this one. This is my favorite series from this channel. Andy talks about the infamous high school DXD, which is not a good show. I will go to my grave saying it's not a good show. It's just horny. And don't know what you're yelling about. Sorry. I got a little excited and it's, it's just, it's a, it's a terrible etchy show. Okay. And people say that it's the best etchy show and it's awful. It's just a bad show. You know, sometimes people have opinions that are different than mine and that's okay. (laughs) But what if my opinion is correct? That's like your opinion, dude. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> I your opinion, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I was playing at uh, the the art house theater in town fairly recently. I was disappointed that I was busy the day that they were showing it. Um, stuff and things. Yeah. So I think. Overall, I'm excited to see what comes next. Um, it seems like they're a little bit more open to pushing boundaries in their new mm-hmm. format because I don't think they have a corporate hand telling them what they can and cannot do. And I think they're less worried about being demonetized because they've got more Patreon support. Yeah. And that I, that, I mean, that's one of the things that is nice about Patreon support is... YouTube copyright law. Yeah, you don't have to make PG-13 stuff. Right. Because everybody complains about PG-13 stuff, but you when you 
from a marketing standpoint when you realize the amount of the audience that you are shutting out when you make a rated R movie versus a PG-13 movie, it makes so much more sense to make a PG-13 movie. Right, right. And all of almost all of the best art films are R. Hard R's. Uh, yes, stuff and things, but yeah. Right, right. All of the best art films are not limited by rating. <laughs> we're gonna agree to disagree there and i don't we don't need to get into a weird thing where i'm like what about pixar because pixar makes really good artful i would argue that they never pull their punches though based on rating yes but they're all okay yeah yeah th- i guess that's all i'm trying to say it's it, because they're the art of anime reboots is not a it's it's not going to be a, a, an r okay but it is not going to constrain itself based on ratings. Yes. Um, but like, but why anime is for black people, th- that is going to dive into some probably controversial topic. Yes and no. <laughs> right. I mean, I watched it and I, and I'm a terrible person to judge that kind of stuff because we read in, when I was in college, we read, uh, no country for old men. Mm hmm. And I remember the teacher, we were several chapters into the book, the teacher saying, this is a really violent book. And it wasn't until he said that, that my brain was like, this is a really violent book. (laughs) (laughs) And we read a lot of some other stuff that had a lot of sex in it. And it just, that does not register in the same way for me. Sure. As it does for most people where I I heard somebody was talking about Rocky horror picture show at the Halloween thing. Mm-hmm. Who was wearing a mask that I didn't want to be at anyway, <laughs> went to this year. <laughs> um, and they said Rocky Horror Picture Show was a really good movie until they started getting into it, until it became really sexual. And I had the <laughs> thing happen to me because that movie is the sex and it's terrible, but it's all rolled up into this ball of be, if it, if you take the sex out of Rocky Horror Picture Show, which they did, and they put it on Fox, and it's not as good. It's not the same thing. Yeah, you. I mean, you took about that whole. What makes that movie awesome is that it was made in the late seventies, and it's a, dealing with sexual topics that were not okay to talk about at the time. Yeah, it's a, kind of a middle finger, but also not. But it's this amazing, terrible, campy thing, and then you just took all of the teeth out of it, right? And said, "Hey, this is still good," and it no, it isn't. Exa- to my point, you can't constrain yourself, and I appreciate that. While in without corporate oversight, they don't have to limit their ideas. Yes, I, man, Patreon is is a gift. I I wish that demonetization was handled better on YouTube because I mean specifically like with a lot of music YouTubers that I listen to okay. and watch that's I know that they struggle so much with it because it's just garbage the copyright situation um, but with Beyond the Bot it, it feels like a ray of sunshine Yes, it feels like these talented presenters are are doing things that they've wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I think Kurt even says in the good anime you can't watch in public, which, in this one, it's not even good anime, most of it. He says that. He says that. It's also my opinion. But he also said we agree. <laughs> uh, really, should the video be called, like, 
10 of the most popular anime you shouldn't watch in public? Possibly. Probably. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, some of it's going to be super thirsty and also, like, I feel like Food Wars is really thirsty, but it's also good. Oh, yeah. In a way where it's it all mixes together to make something good. Right. And sometimes mm-hmm. that just does not happen where it's just. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Etchy is a very complex topic and I don't know enough about it because I generally steer away from uh, fan service based anime. I It's not that I have a huge problem with it, but it is not for me. Okay. Um, That's an acceptable answer. Yeah. But I love Food Wars. Yes. So. Uh, well, uh, this is how I feel about horror movies is I like good horror movies. Yeah. I don't want to watch jump scares or gore porn. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I really appreciate House of a Thousand Corpses. I like Child's Play, and that might be on the edge of good. <laughs> Can't, that's can't be fun, though. Yeah, but yeah. but it, there's a lot of stuff out there that if it's if it has to do with religious, the devil, I it's it's, it's if you like it, that's wonderful. But that's mm-hmm. just not for me because I don't I don't get it. Sure, sure. Yeah, for me, like yeah, that's. I love horror, but I think I could agree if you put, for instance, romantic comedy in there instead. Oh, dude, I hate romantic comedy. But have you watched 500 Days of Summer? Because that movie's fucking phenomenal. Um, I have some YouTube videos you should watch. It'll make you feel bad about yourself for liking that movie. Oh, well, those people can suck it. It's rated like 90 plus percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and it is a fun movie to watch. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I was, uh, engaging with some people online. There's a podcast that I'll give a shout out to. It, uh, About Time or About About Time or something like that. I don't know. I listened to a couple episodes and it's, it goes through the movie About Time two minutes at a time and a podcast, I, I found a guy on Twitter and this guy was going to be on the show and they were talking about it and I said that like it's legitimately one of my favorite movies. It's cry porn for me if you have or want to feel feelings about a love story between a father and a son, watch this movie okay. and it's amazing. And I said, but it's also, I'm aware that it is problematic. I, um, and why I feel like it is problematic is because it's the female characters do not feel like they have agency in the movie and they're treated like props in my reading mm. of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't get into this huge conversation with somebody but it's also one of my favorite movies. Sure, sure. But I can acknowledge that it's kind of terrible in that way, but I still like it. Yeah. Um, I get that. I get that. Yeah. So, so, wrapping things up, I feel like we're close-ish to time, right? We are probably super close-ish to time. Uh, Will you subscribe to Beyond the Bot? I just did while we were talking. Sweet. Um, quick side note, the the podcast is called Two Minutes About Time. Two Minutes About Time, yes. Right okay. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? I, I did have one more thing to say. I really hope that the Beyond the Bot cast, I really hope they figure out their quality issues. Because I enjoy, 
I enjoy listening to them. They're all great personalities, mm-hmm. and they have interesting, unique perspectives on on the the topics of discussion. But the quality is pretty pretty whack. Yeah, and I mean, I we're on episode ten now. We've released three. We're going to release four this Wednesday. Yeah. Um, oh, our release schedule is on Wednesdays. Yes. So subscribe to us if you'd like to continue listening to us. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's the same thing where I enjoy listening to our podcast, which feels like navel gazing and maybe it is, <laughs> but it's, I want to get better at this. I, yeah. Part of the joke at the beginning of this is I would like to say, uh, yeah, um, less becoming a better speaker and presenter yes and being good at youtube is not even the same thing as being good at stream of consciousness conversation that is recorded for other people's entertainment yeah true so yeah yeah (laughs) if all of you listeners at home couldn't tell this is totally unscripted it is like man or worse (laughs) um uh <laughs> what what's other shit that's like this? Oh goodness. Um so I think for my money I similar stuff that I said on Mother's Basement, uh the anime man is like an ultra weeb version of this. Okay. Uh, ultra weeb in the sense that he's not just dorky about it, but he's so knowledgeable about the anime and he's much more into underground stuff i i would say beyond the bot is maybe a little bit more mainstream um i think my mother's basement is pretty good uh again in the sense that my mother's basement unpacks anime and then beyond the bot unpacks relationship with anime yes um gigguk is another g-i-g-g-u-k is another anime tuber that i think is pretty good um wisecrack do a f- th- 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 so their anime videos they have anime are good videos yeah a few the I philosophy have. videos about anime okay yeah i could i mean i could see how that would translate because the good ones felt like better versions of wisecrack <laughs> videos which i feel like i i'm coming across as i don't like wisecrack and i I have fallen out with them a little bit, but I did watch, I was telling you last week about the, I watched something about being sad in stand-up comedy. Oh, that was such a good, yeah, why yeah. stand-up comedians are depressed now. Yeah, with Greg, who I, I totally forgot about Sparky Sweets. Yeah. And I go, I fucking love that dude, and it was it was an amazing experience, but also, I feel like the, <laughs> maybe, I don't even know, but, yes, Wisecracked is good. Yes. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Right. It's actually good most of the time. I don't even know. I don't. I, don't I, know. I think I understand where you're coming from. It's if I'm in the mood for it, I'm about it, but I'm only in the mood for it sometimes. Yeah. It feels a little bit like homework, which I would say this is more enjoyable homework than my mother's basement was where my mother's basement felt like having to write a paper where this was Go up there and talk some shit that about some something you like. Yeah, in interesting and well written way. Sure, sure. So, what uh, do you have? Anything that's similar to this, or something that I have? I mean, left field, out of left field stuff. That it's 
similar in some list videos, some breakdowns of stuff. Like MMA on point does that, but for MMA. Cool. Which is, I feel like, weird. Um, I talk about it all the time. Small Beans does this with a bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. A little bit longer form. Cracked did, does that. Yeah. Uh, wisecrack. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of... The Escapist kind of does this sort of thing with video games sometimes. Did we do an episode on him? No, The Escapist is a is a conglomerate kind of along the lines of Wisecrack. Um, okay. We talk about them. A f- I talk about them a fair amount. They're kind of my Cracked for how Cracked is for you. They're kind of the same. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a... Yeah. Um, so I will subscribe... So now it's what's my pick for next week? Yeah. What do you got? Uh, well, I have a choice of three. I wanted to do a rhyme there, but I'm not smart enough to do it. <laughs> so what I what I talked about last time was we're going to dip our toe possibly into wrestling. There is, and it's by dip our toe into wrestling, I mean go way, way, way down the street to people <laughs> who talk about wrestling stuff. <laughs> to try to ease you in to see if you actually like it because I, I don't feel like you would give a shit about list videos or history videos or anything like that. There are maybe some that you would like, but... Um, I'm sure that I will, but I need to figure out... I know a little bit more about wrestling than I do professional sports. Yes. And so some of the names may be registering better. But, but this is... Um, choice the first is... Uh, an hour-long conversation between two wrestling personalities about why a person took a almost two-month break due to mental health, plus a quiz show with other wrestling personalities where wrestling will be the topic, and they just have fun. Okay. (laughs) Choice the second is Belle Delphine. I don't know if you know who that is. I, she's the bathwater lady, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have legitimately become a fan of hers. I found right on. out about her. I think it was on the 84 Play podcast. Sorry about my phone or my watch keeps making noise. Oh, um, good. I just put it on silent. <laughs> I found out about her from the 84 Play podcast when she got deplatformed off of Instagram and Twitter. Like this summer maybe or why did she get deplatformed i need to do research but i will get back to you on that okay but she just she was gone for about a year and kind of didn't do anything and now she has a youtube channel that you need to you cannot monetize because it has inappropriate content on it (laughs) where she has music videos on it and then there's a interview that the guys from cold ones who are australian and kind of annoying did with her i have I, I don't know if you showed me that interview or if it came up and I watched it or maybe sent I can't remember but yeah I thought I thought she was charming and wonderful but the interviewers were kind of douchey I kind of hated them a lot yeah well so that was about 90% of the content <laughs> like I had to go do research and then it's you watching her music videos and then we'll talk about it and and I feel like that could be a spicy episode okay Okay. And the third one is I showed you a video of Drew Morgan, who is one of three people, uh, the Well Read Podcast slash the Liberal Rednecks. 
They are. Oh, sure. They're similar to us. They're white trash from the south. Oh, good. As opposed uh, to white trash from the north. Yeah. <laughs> they're liberal rednecks. They like cornbread and butt sex. They care way too much, but Sweet. they don't give a fuck. All right. And they're three <laughs> three friends who have a podcast, and they've released a book, and they have stand up. Con- they're stand up comedians, but cool, cool. So, do you want to do wrestling, Belle Delphine, or Liberal Rednecks? That is a really difficult choice because they all sound like fun for different reasons. And I kind of think because we've done so much anime, we should do wrestling. Okay. I've made you I've made you watch cuz I do want to do all of them. Yes. I, clearly. I mean, this could very easily become, hey, guess what Brent's next three picks are? Because <laughs> I kind of, wa- I really want to do the Belle Delphine one. Yeah. Because I legitimately became a fan of her. And I mean, oh, I, as I soon assume as- that you're at least somewhat a fan adjacent if you watch that whole cold ones because she came off amazing in that interview. Oh, yeah. She, she, she was absolutely wonderful. Um I, I've been a fan of her ever since I learned about conceptually her selling fake bathwater, I think is hilarious. Yes. Awesome. Um, but, but yeah, so we'll do wrestling and the specific video, I can send video or, uh, they did it on a podcast too, but it's, uh, wrestling with mental health on the, what culture? No, cultaholic. <laughs> and we can get into a little bit of the backstory on British the three British companies that are wrestling news sites. It's them, and then we're going to do Quizzlemania 22. Quizzlemania, brother! Um, which is, as of our recording, and this is going to be probably two or three Quizzlemanias later when this actually gets goes out, but it's we'll do um, Quizzlemania 22. Big time! All right. And Looking I'll forward send to that it. shit. And Sweet. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's get the fuck out of here then. All right. Thank you for listening to Content with Content, a podcast where we talk about shit. You know that. You just listen to us. Anyway, if whether you're listening to us on Spotify or iTunes, do us a huge favor and leave a rating. It really helps us out, and it just helps promote the channel. You can find us online at contentwithcontentpod.com. Uh, we're pretty active on our Twitter, C with C Podcast. And uh, you can shoot us an email at uh, contentwithcontentpod at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you, so leave comments, likes, shares. I don't know, show your grandma. We only say fuck sometimes. But until the next episode, we will see you in the comments section. I have a hipster way of not liking the sound of my own voice, I decided. A hipster way? Yeah, it's not that I... I mean, everybody hates the sound of their own voice, and I, we may have talked about this before, but I don't like how my voice is recorded <clears throat> on stuff where, in my head, it's a lot higher pitched, and I feel like I'm when I hear it recorded, I'm only getting the low range part of it. Oh, interesting. So, like, if I could record my voice as a guitar, I would try and make it sound brighter, but I don't know if that would work because I don't know if I even talk in those frequencies. I would, I mean, I could EQ it, but I think it would just make it sound tinny and not like you. Yeah, probably. I am 
I don't know. I don't love the sound of my voice, but I'm also a pretty... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Arrogant douchebag? Yeah, that one! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet! No. <laughs> That's... A, it starts with an A. It starts with an A. A. It's not ambiguous. It's ambivalent. Yeah, where you're in between, like you care, but you also don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I have you beat on the hipster scale. Okay, that's fine. <laughs>